0: You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Jaguar fans? Welcome to a Monday edition of Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jaguars podcast. We give it to you every day here because it's your team every day here on Locked On Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, better known as T-Wig. Bringing it to you, man, every day, and you can subscribe here wherever you get your podcast, the Locked On Jaguars. Like I said, because it's your team every day. Let's get right to it. I'm going to tell you some things we're going to get on and talk about. Some of the subjects that I've seen from this weekend that are sort of trending when it comes to the Jaguars. One, the Washington football team's Talking about releasing Alex Smith, that means he'll be eligible to be signed as a free agent right away. I guess it's a salary cap move and uh, indicative of the fact that they they extended the young kid that finished the season for him last year. And they're probably going to be looking to add something in free agency or in the draft. Um, And the prospects of Alex Smith reuniting with Urban Meyer as a veteran mentor uh, here in Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence. It, It is a possibility. It is a possibility. Uh, you don't want to depend on Alex at this stage of his career carrying you for a long stretch. But to be a guy that could come in here and, and, and mentor and help as well as – you know, I was against the whole get a guy that could be a coach because you got enough coaches. But I think he's more than that. I think in a pinch he could win you three or four games if he needs to in a long uh, stretch. So I think he's a little bit different than just a guy who's not accomplished, who's just a really, really smart guy who hasn't won any games. So we'll we'll discuss that a little bit. Um, The advantages and disadvantages is something that we can discuss in segment two of people not really knowing what urban Meyer is going to do, what type of uh, team and, and scheme he's going to run the advantages that that is for, for urban. But then the disadvantages in the fact that urban doesn't know what a lot of these people are going to do either. And everybody's gotten better. So uh, we can uh, attach ourselves to that word mystery. Mystery is good, and it feels good to be in a mysterious place. Whereas in the past you had mystery, but you didn't really know what the Jags were going to do. But the one thing that got consistent after a while was whatever it was that they were going to do, they're going to screw it up. And you knew that. So um, now the mystery is attached to optimism and hope. So we'll go over that in segment two. But first, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about this, and I got to first tell you guys, and I'm not going to bury this any more than I already have, that today's show is uh, our title sponsor is Built Bar. All right. It's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Now, I got to that because I want to tell you this you need to power up for this first segment that we're going to run through here, and we're going to talk about. the college coaching aspect that everyone seems to continue to bring up as a negative for urban Meyer. Well, he's a college coach. It don't, it won't work. I had two people getting to nice spirited debates with me in person this weekend about urban being a college coach. Well, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. One person, even in the media goes, what happens when he can't recruit and he can't go out and get the best players? Um that's a relative point because in college he's playing against people that can also recruit. Urban Meyer in college when he was at Florida and Ohio State was measured against the absolute best teams. He wasn't measured against the Purdue's of the world, he wasn't measured against uh the uh Illinois and Iowa states, and when he was at Florida, he wasn't measured against South Carolina and Kentucky. He was measured against Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, LSU. Other teams who were doing the exact same thing that Florida and Ohio State was doing at a high level. Clemson. He was measured against Oklahoma. He was measured against teams that had an even playing field of recruiting at a high level. And his success rate was pretty damn good against those teams. Right? He was being measured against Stoops. And he was being measured against... Tressel, and he was being measured against Michigan State and, and, and whoever was at Michigan and, and LSU and Les Miles and, and Saban and, and, and Kirby and, and wh- or whoever was at Georgia, Ricked. Those two, three, four, five games a year, th- that's, that's, that was the measuring stick for his success at University of Florida, and he won his share of those games. So it's all relative. Nobody's recruiting in the NFL anyway. But I'll give you an example of this first year, why it is more like college football for him and nobody else, maybe except the Miami Dolphins. Because it's very rare that a team has the number one overall pick in the draft. And still have an additional pick in the first round and still have multiple picks in the second round and have multiple picks in other rounds in the same draft. And it be a generational player at the top of the first round. So he has all of that going for him. So it almost is like he has an advantage in a recruiting year. And there are a bunch of left tackles and wide receivers in a draft that's quarterback heavy up top, which means there's a trickle down effect of of talent. So in a draft that has, High-value players at high-value positions. The Jaguars have a ton of picks and they have the first pick overall where there's a franchise generational talent at the very top. So he kind of does have a college recruiting advantage, at least for the first year. At least for the first year. Now, combine that with the fact that he has a boatload of salary cap space and cash to spend. In a year where a whole bunch of teams don't have a bunch of cap space to spend. So, in a market where a bunch of teams are strapped for cash, he's the total opposite. He's solvent. He's, I mean, he is absolutely loaded. Never, ever, ever has that happened. So, when we say he won't be able to do this and he won't be able to do that, that's a lie. In year one, he's going to be able to do almost exactly what he's able to do in college. The first year for Urban Meyer in the NFL is about as close to college recruiting as you're gonna get, as you're ever gonna get. So in year one, that is not true. In year one, he does have an advantage. He does have the advantage, a, a bigger advantage, a, an advantage that's closer to college recruiting than any coach has ever had. Where he, he has a clear advantage over other people in both free agency and in the NFL draft. So it's not quite true. So, yeah, while it's not the same, it's all relative because now Nick Saban isn't here. Dabble Swinney isn't here. Stoops or Lincoln Riley, he's not, he's not going against other people that are recruiting either. So that's an irrelevant point, the fact that he won't be able. How did he do when it was all relative and they were all doing the same thing? Was he outgunned? Did he, did he get out-coached? Did he get out-prepared? No. When all things were equal, when he was at Florida and Ohio State, when he was doing those same things with those other guys, what was he doing? And people that play the game, let me tell you something, players and people that coach, they don't see that difference that media and fans, fans say. I haven't heard one person go, the program is different from college. In fact, if you pay close attention To the way things have gone as of recently. College coaches 20 years ago used to come to the NFL and pick the brains of NFL coaches. And go take that stuff back. About a dozen years ago that flipped. NFL coaches have been going to colleges and learning the college system for years now. It is not the same as it used to be. The NFL emulates the college game way more than the college game in. They have almost dumbed it down a little bit because this is my opinion. Guys weren't ready to play. Coaches were getting fired because when you draft a guy, he has to be ready to play. They had to go learn how to get these guys ready to play. They had to go back and find a way to get these guys to, to figure out how could they get these guys on the field and get these assets to start producing so they could save their jobs. That's what they had to do. They had to figure out what were these guys learning and, and how could we utilize that on the NFL level instead of trying to take them and learn how to build a rocket ship and, and make them all uh, neurosurgeons. They, dumb, they had to go figure out how could we just figure out a way to get them to learn how to play until they get older. And that's what happened. This happened in the NBA also. With the the spread floor, nothing is complicated anymore. It's all about physical ability. So now that we know that, we can stop with these narratives saying that Urban Meyer is not going to have disadvantage or he's going to be somehow disadvantaged by the fact that he's a college coach. Being a college coach is not the disadvantage. That's not the kill shot that folks think that is anymore. That's why college coaches, for the most part, a whole bunch of good college coaches are making a lot more money And it's harder to get those guys to come to the NFL and make money now than it is uh, the other way around. I wouldn't be surprised at some point if you start seeing guys leave the NFL and go to college. In fact, it's, it's more difficult because they haven't recruited and they don't have those relationships. It's easier to transition from college to go to the pros than it is to go from the pros to college. And we need to somehow grasp a whole of that concept but we won't allow ourselves to do it because the nfl is king in the united states i got some more stuff i'm gonna get to man we're gonna talk about alex smith in segment three but i want to chomp on this word a little bit mystery i want to the mystery of urban mind why it feels good the fact why why the fact that we don't know anything right now feels really good for me anyway And it should feel good for you. And we'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. Got to tell you about betonline.ag, man, because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time update on odds, props, and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. The promo code to get your 50% welcome bonus is none other than locked on. One word, locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Go start making some money, man. Your opinions and your money together will equal more money for you at betonline.ag. All right, man, we're back on it here on Locked On Jaguars. And we're covering everything you need to know about the Jaguars and other teams. But what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes subscribe to locked on today podcast wherever you get podcasts mystery i know a lot of guys in my business are saying we don't know anything i know many of you continue to keep mocking left and right and we're coming up with the same names trevon morick christian barmore especially when you get to the pick number 25 right I got a couple of y'all hung up on the fact that I put Zayvon Collins in there. And y'all won't let that go. Y'all keep going. Y- you're totally ignoring the fact that I did, like, a whole run-up of mock free agency and mock drafts, but but that's okay. Go ahead and cherry pick and keep and keep comparing every pick to to Zaven Collins. That's cool. That's cool. You know, it's called content creation, but that's all right. If that's what you want to keep doing, go ahead. I see you. But um, mystery. No one knows. Now it's coming out now that they're, they're releasing all of these guys, Newsom and all of these guys that the Jaguars are having these meetings with. And I, and I warn you, be careful with that because they're going to have more meetings, obviously, with guys that they're going to pick. Right. OK. And they're going to not have meetings and, and virtual meetings with guys that they end up picking. OK. Be careful. I know several players that ended up getting picked in the past, and this wasn't with this regime, but they ended up getting picked in the past by teams that never even talked to them, never spoke to them, never came to their pro day. So sometimes, you know, that's a little curveball that they throw out there. Sometimes it's, you know, I I don't know what it's for. I, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to that, so I won't read too much into that stuff. But I will take a little bit of solace in this. I will. I will, I will take a little bit. I love the fact that we don't know anything. I love that there isn't enough information, and there isn't enough track record, and there isn't enough uh, history. Or, and this is the big one: leaks. There aren't enough leaks. There aren't enough. We don't have. We don't have anybody giving us stuff. That gives us a hint as to what they're thinking. I got 598 people over there, and nobody's getting information out, and that's a good thing because that's what good-run organizations do. I got buddies around the league, right, in the Locked On Podcast Network, and we have a, a thread that we that we use privately. One of the things that I've noticed is when it comes to access to players. And the PR department. The really, really good teams, those guys that cover those teams complain all the time that they can get nothing and nowhere. The bad teams, we're damn near flies on the wall in, in meetings. We're all up and through there in the building. And I tell you guys that out of full transparency to tell you this, there's a reason why good teams are good because everything happens on a need-to-know basis. So when... when when teams start to put the squeeze on from information from an information standpoint, when you start hearing guys like me complain, I think that means they're probably going to start. That means they're probably doing things right. And when I'm able to probably not give you as, as much information or folks aren't able to give you as much information, I think that might mean that they're probably onto something and that they're in charge of their building a little bit better. So while it might be a source of contention and a reason to complain, it also might be a reason for you guys to say we're doing it the right way. That's the way it's supposed to be done. You're supposed to have leaks and information breaking all over the place. But this word mystery, man, means that. If we don't know, other people don't know. And if other people don't know, then it then it's a good thing, because. It it, it, it kind of builds up. You have this build up to what may or may not happen. And I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying not actually knowing what might happen, man. It feels good to me. It feels good to have this anticipation. Because behind the anticipation and on the backside of the anticipation is this optimism. It's an optimism and a trust. At some point, you have to just wash your hands with the past and say, I got to choose that I'm going to believe in something. I, I got to choose that I'm going to say this is a new day. They're doing things in a different way. And you know what? I can either let the hangover, the past, just cause me to have distrust, or I can just trust that, hey, man, I got to try to believe in something if I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to be a fan and, and, and just say at least it looks, feels, and sounds different, so I'm going to ride with it. And let that mystery build up and have that intensity. I love the fact that nobody knows what's going on. And you have to keep guessing and stretching and trying to figure out the actual guys that they like. Isn't it going to be great when you you hear about the first moment that in the tampering period, the first contact that they have? The very first person that they, because what that's going to start doing is maybe the first two or three people. That's going to really give you an idea of what they were thinking. Not only about the people that they're going to get, but about the people that's on the roster that play those positions. Guys that you may have thought that they were in love with and and turns out that they weren't. Or maybe they do like them, but they're saying we need more of it. We need to Iron, we, iron has to sharpen iron. And it'll start giving you an idea of exactly what they think and what their philosophy is in terms of not resting on their laws and not thinking that, we're solid at this position. When you are 1-15, man, I don't think you can look at anything and say we're solid at anything. That being said, I think it's time that we take a look at uh, the quarterback position. I said the other day that they need to get a backup who can play. Not just a backup who can be a mentor, but someone who can actually play. What does that mean for Gardner Minshew? That's a good question. What, what I wonder what they really, really, really think of Gardner Minshew. Let me tell you what I think about Gardner Minshew. I'll tell you in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. I got to tell you about Bilt Bar, man. I have been destroying the coconut Bilt Bars. The, the chocolate coconut, hey, man, I have been absolutely shredding these things and my wife has basically called me uh super greedy uh, but that's okay you know it's what it is um she actually called me a, a, a built bar eating whatever whatever but i you know i told the guys that on the thread the other day uh because i ate one i left a wrapper on, on the nightstand and i heard her mumble that while she was going to the bathroom it, it was just hilarious because i should have thrown it away because i tried to sneak it in in the middle of the night man because it's so good and it's packed with protein low sugar low carbs it's just so good man. i cannot help myself and you can get the same thing man if you go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code locked on 20 now listen locked on 20 you got to put that 20 on there and you're going to get 20 percent off of your next order if you use the promo code locked on 20 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And they're gonna, somebody's going to knock on your door or you're going to get a notice in your mailbox and it's going to be a box of them in there and, and trust me, you ain't going to want to share them with nobody and you might mess around and bite your fingers one day. I'm telling you, Built Bars are just that good. 18 great flavors, some have nuts, some don't, but they're all covered in chocolate and you'll enjoy them at BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for a 20% off of your next order. All right, man, so quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are available uh, pre-start of the free agency period. The Jaguars have three on their roster. First, I got to tell you about Peacock and Williamson. These are my boys, man. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host locked on Peacock and Williamson. Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You don't get former scouts on podcasts too often, man. You you know, you get a lot of people who think they are, and that's cool because I love people that do the work. But Matt has done that. So, and Brian is the truth too. So, check that out wherever you get your podcast. But, Alex Smith, is this a situation where this lines up perfectly for Jacksonville? Depends how much it costs. I wouldn't go ballistic, but I'd definitely take a hard look at it. Gardner Minshew, do I feel sorry for him? No, I don't. Um, I like him I think he's a hard-working kid I I love the I love any story where you know people have sort of doubted you doubted you doubted you and then you just kept overcoming the odds and kept overcoming the odds and believed in yourself I never liked style over substance though and I think because Jacksonville was so starved for attention It got to the point that where that's where it was. And I warned people about it. And you guys know, if you follow me on this podcast, all you got to do is go through the archives. And I said it over and over again. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. And I said it. I don't think he heard me, but I said, Gardner, don't do it. Don't fall in love with yourself too much around here, man, because if it doesn't work, man, you know, as much as people love you, they'll be looking for new hope. And sure enough, now it's all about Trevor Lawrence. And if you if you fall in love with that applause, then you'll you'll die from not getting that same applause. I think it's like something like if you if you live for the applause, you'll die from the criticism or if you live for the applause. then what happens when you don't get it anymore? And there is, you know, people say, well, if he's a competitor, he'll want to compete. First of all, there is no competition. Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. Garner, I mean, there's nothing he can do to start here, nothing. And even if there was something, even if they said it was a competition, he'd lose anyway. It's, this is a whole different world. This, this is different, and and this is this is the hard reality of this for anybody that's a Minshew fan, or if if he actually did somehow believe, this is the reality of the situation. I, I love the comeback stories, and I love to be doubted. Okay, that's fine. It's a little different here. It's different, really the reality this is reality. You won't win this one. This is where you have to be honest.' This is when you kid, you told your kid you know don't don't back down from anybody. you fight, right? It's like Craig and Debo on Friday, yeah, that's Debo. If that was Mike Tyson. Then pops would have told Craig, son, no. Remember, pops told Craig to put the gun down. If that was Mike Tyson, he would have told him, no, don't put the gun down. You, you you're gonna get, you gonna get your head, you gonna get your head knocked clean off your body if you fight that boy. Don't do it. You got to be honest with people. You can't. He's not gonna ever. No. If you want to play, you you might want to ask for a trade. If you are Gardner, you're not playing here with Trevor Lawrence. The only audition you'll have here is for a backup role. That's it. You're the wingman now. Can you do it or can you not? And if you can't do it, if you can't buy into that role, then I would ask them to let me move on. And then let them go out and get Alex Smith. And I think Alex Smith would be a great choice. And people are talking about he washed up and comparing him to Gardner Minshew, talking about upside and all. Please, it's not even a. It's, that's not even a, a, a comparison to say who would you rather have him or Minshew. What are you talking about? It's two totally different scenarios. Who would I rather have for a three-game stretch? Alex Smith I'd rather have for a three-game. If my team is good enough, I'd rather have Alex Smith. That's right. If I had to have him for six games and, and, and if we were going into the playoffs, give me Alex Smith. Yeah, I'll tell you right now in a heartbeat. It's not about upside and no future and all of this. The future is Trevor Lawrence. It's, you're not even talking about upside or future when you're talking about Alex Smith versus Gardner Minshew. It's, it's not about upside. It's about if something happens to that kid right now and I need somebody to get us through the rest of the season, I want the other guy. I want Alex Smith. I don't want Gardner. You are not choosing your backup quarterback because of upside right now. You're not. I'm sorry. The only only reason you would even consider upside for your backup quarterback is if you're going to get draft compensation for him. That's it. Your upside is that kid that's going to wear number 16. That's all you're thinking about. The backup better be a guy that can help you win some games if the other guy twists an ankle or something. That's it. That's it. So start looking at it a little bit different, man. I hope I uh, woke up some of your brain cells today and uh, answered some of your questions and some of the little debates that, that can be had. But that mystery, man, is something else. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't have one clue as to what's going on over there or what they're what they're about to do. And I And, and yeah, I'm the host of the podcast, but that's the beauty of it. I won't front, and I won't lie to you. I can take an educated guess, but the beauty of it is right now, none of us know. And anybody that tells you they do, they're lying to you. But I won't lie to you because I want you to trust me because it's your team every day here on Locked On Jaguars, and it's what we do every single day here, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You guys continue to take care of each other, and I'll be here at the same time, same place. Tomorrow he unlocked on Jaguars. Until then, take care.